Brian Powell of I Run Far here with Killian Jornet before the 2017 Hard Rock 100. How are you, Killian? Feeling good, and you? All right. It's a beautiful day up here in the San Juan yeah. Mountains. Are you happy to be back? Yeah, happy to be back. Uh, yeah, I was looking. I always enjoy this part of the of the stage, and it's yeah, nice to be here. Nice. Um, first time we met was eight years ago at the Tahoe Rim Trail. You were this new guy from Spain coming over as part of Killian's quest. What has the the last eight years been like from you from you know just growing from maybe being known in Catalonia or a little bit in Spain to to being known around the world and or that's <laughs> that's not what I am looking for like that's just a consequence probably but it has been a lot of fun and on a way like uh, it has been racing a lot and doing yeah enjoying out in the mountains and doing many long races short races and just try to learn like uh, the last years doing a bit more climbing and more alpinism and think what it has been fun is like meeting a lot of different people and like uh, taking a lot of experience on all the different runs and on all the different disciplines I have been practicing. Now have there been any difficult aspects of that growth in notoriety and fame? Yeah it's, it's not a thing I like I I like of course we need to make a, a life of that like if you want to have sponsors and if you want to yeah you need to to be public in a way but uh, like uh, it's something that i need to find the balance between yeah. the hours that you are like being uh public and the hours that you are like uh yeah in alone and and i i like to be alone and i like to be a bit disconnected so yeah it's it's a bit the toll to to pay. Yeah. Was it was it like shocking to come from Everest into the the media frenzy, you know, afterward? Yeah, or, or it was good that uh, just after Everest I was going straight home, so like spending uh, two weeks home, so like alone there, just with Emily and just like yeah. running around and climbing, and then yeah, going to Chamonix, it's a big shock. But yeah, like. <laughs> Before that, I took the energy to to be prepared for for uh, that. A yeah. lot of phone calls and interviews and mm, actually not the first weeks because I I tell to my team for one week nothing. I just want to start training again and to to feel good again before I do all this. Was there things. a process for you to learn how to say no, uh, yeah. not right now? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like at the beginning, like you say yes, yes, yes to everything, and then you don't get time to train, and then you get stressed. And it was like 2009. I or 2010 I I was not enjoying running because like going to a race it was a stress for me like to meet people and to do things that yeah like to be in a stress of that and I wanted to run but I didn't want to do that so uh, after that uh, yeah it's a team that it's working for me saying okay you need to do this and this but how many days of the year you want to spend for press and how many days so finally to find a good balance of, of yeah. that and now no, now it works yeah well, thank you for still saying yes to, <laughs> no, to thank Iron you. Far. no thank you because the, the yeah it's, it's incredible the, the work you do like all the races followings and uh, yeah we're really not enjoying that not like keep or uh, <laughs> yeah. 60 minutes but no, <laughs> Um, over the winter, um, you were um, critical of some aspects of ski mountaineering that have maybe changed or that you don't like with the growth of the sport and becoming maybe an Olympic sport. Um, are there any things in sort of trail and ultra running that you've seen change that year? 
not a fan of maybe or uh, i think uh like trail running it's it's still like it's, it's still growing and in a lot of directions and like uh, ski mountaineering probably is more evolve on the federal way mm -hmm. like it's a uh, international federation that have the all the rules for all the races and blah blah so yeah like and their main goal is going to olympics so then like being that the unique goal on a way it has been like formatizing the races on a way that maybe it's far from what it was ski mountaineering or what's the big races or things but in trail running i think it's still the 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 strength of the sport and it's because it's not a federation behind that wants to go to olympics or wants mm. to do that that it's still keeping like races like western or hard rock or utmb or Zegama mm. or, like or, mm. or, or like Sierginal. so they keep the their identity and 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 i think that's cool mm. like like if you see like world championships and things like that it's it's going on in trail running but it is not big on terms of like media or in terms of competition is good competitors but it's it's bigger competitions in in these classical races and that's a cool thing yeah, yeah so you you wouldn't want to see hard rock turn into 10 laps of going up kendall mountain and yeah, back it, down for spectating and yeah it will not be hard rock and it will not be trail running on a way because mm. it's and mostly like a long distance it's it's a journey it's like to to come here and explore the country and to to know if you are able to to travel through these valleys it's not only performance but it's it's what happens is the the stations is the ambience and it's that that makes this sport uh yeah great so you would prefer to not have trail running go in the or ultra running go in the direction of Olymp trying to go in the olympics and that sort of thing yeah like olympics thing in a way it's good for a sport on like uh, for the young people that they can enter like clubs and get more money like to to improve and, and of course the performance it it uh it will grow because it's more people like more people starting very young mm -hmm. so then it grows but in the other way is like if the sport need to to adapt to a format to go to the olympics and it need to lose the soul of the sport so like as you say doing loops or things that's shit on like way. mountain biking yeah like mountain biking so that's that's shit on that way and then on another way is like olympics are the <laughs> the values of olympics like I don't know if, if we're there like we like a, a sport that is like outdoors and it's because like we enjoy nature and we enjoy a kind of things and then like uh, like when you see like Olympics in Shos in Sochi like they build like uh, all the ski resorts and after the Olympics it's it's uh, it's a phantom city yeah. it's uh, or like uh, when you see like all the problems in Rio de Janeiro so on on that way it's also like uh, morally I don't know if it's it's a good thing yeah yeah. Um, are there some positives you see with uh, how the sport has progressed over the last decade? Yeah, I think it it, it has progressed uh, well. Like it's more well known outside, so it's more people knowing the sport, more more people entering and entering to trail running. Then like they discovering more the nature and the outdoors. And another way, like uh, of course, it's more competitive. I think uh, mostly like uh, ultra trail uh, before. It was uh, not many people that started uh, since young, but now mm -hmm. like a thing or generations like we started to run since we were pretty young, so like performing from 20 years old, mm -hmm. and that means like it's it's more density. Like if you see like uh, the density of the races like 10 years ago or today, like now it's it's more competition on that, and I think it's also because like teams and like uh, 
yeah are more organized or like it's more people traveling like more americans traveling to europe or europeans to here and and yeah it's it's more competition on that way but uh yeah and it's more promotion i think it's a good thing that is not a lot talking about only pure performance mm -hmm. because that was long time ago to like if you see mark carpenter like uh, they, it was a lot of performance and a lot of studies behind that keep going but the what people is talking more about is about the experiences and about the yeah what's cool on that sport and, and i think it's a good direction yeah so what um with hard rock in particular you've been here three times you've won three times you've set the course record you've three of the five fastest times why come back what? Uh, it's, i like this country like uh, uh i uh, i like these mountains it's cool uh, always coming here like i can go to different summits to mm. to explore and and then the race itself it's 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 amazing i think the ambience it's unique like all day the stations how the boat they are and and yeah it's it's something that it's it's really special so i, I really so i like to come back yeah it's just the the pleasure of it the, yeah it's the pleasure of it of course you, like could, you could run in frankly anywhere you wanted to it, yeah uh, or but but uh yeah it's uh, i like to to do different races and things but uh yeah it's it's just cool like it's like the gamma that i like to go there back because it's it's the ambience and it's it's like family so here it's it's a bit uh yeah it's it's so cool the the ambience that yeah, yeah. i mean with Zagama, i remember after you summited everest the first time i wrote uh, your press people and is is there any chance that killian's just gonna show up at Zagama yeah. <laughs> a few days was, later yeah it was the doubt, like okay we try to go back or we yeah it was or, or go back and maybe go to Zagama or to try to do a second you did summit that, so uh, you did that before when you were in uh, yeah, at Everest, yeah, yeah, had when, uh, the, yeah, the when yeah, 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 sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now on the performance side at Hard Rock, you, you know, do you have any desire to just, you know, go as fast as you can to, to maybe go for a record that no one touches for ten years, or is that not what you're you aim for here? No, like I, I'm not this kind of runner. I yeah. think on a way because like I, it's for me really hard to focus on training for one race for more than one week like uh, i i like to do things and like uh i'm more now like maybe 10 years ago i could like focus and train really and start a race like full gas but i think now like i i like to do like if it's good weather if it's a race two days after like i would like to go to a climb a summit or do something so then i will not be full for the race but then in the race, uh, also because I probably race a lot, e yeah, I prefer to keep a bit of energy if I can. On a way, like uh, I know, like after that, it's uh, it's Arsenal, uh, B, and then uh, I want to try Bob Graham, and uh, then the ski season. So I I'm not the kind of like focusing for one race and giving everything. But if I can run, if of course I want to try to win. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of trying to win, last year you had uh, the experience of uh, finishing with Jason. Um, a year later, what is that memory to you? Do you do you are you happy with that? Regret it or what is it? What is your thoughts on that? No, I'm really happy because uh, I didn't know Jason before, and during all the race we were like talking to each other and I uh, yeah I, I knew him from there and like we're talking about a lot of things and skiing here and like just uh, it was nice and I think that's what's cool like on it's a journey too and it's it was a, a shared journey so it was yeah 
I didn't feel the point like to sprint there like mm. I don't know it didn't feel right in a way but uh, yeah I, I don't know like if the situation it go, goes the same again mm. like probably I don't know if the decision will be the same or not yeah. but in, but that, yeah, in was, that moment yeah it's, it's that moment that you decide mostly than in advance mm. yeah but you could run with Iker or Jason yeah. again or foot and maybe you run in together maybe not yeah maybe. that's yeah that's it depends how it goes and like uh, how you feel if you want to you yeah if you want to to sprint it or or not yeah and, and you mentioned your training that you don't really focus on anything for more than a week now um and you do so many different things i mean you do schemo and then you do true alpinism and then you you, you move over to trail running in this past week you went up Long's Peak on the front range, then you were in the Sawatch and hit, I think, La Plata and Elbert yeah, and Neolius, and then today yeah. Engineer. And yeah. you, your longest run of the year was yesterday at 56 yeah, kilometers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what I like, and, and for the moment it works. Like, yeah. probably, like, uh, if, uh, if I wasn't able to, to perform well, to win races doing these things, then probably I would maybe focus more on, on training, purely like a specific training or maybe not I would stop uh, uh, like wanting to perform and, and doing everything but for the moment it was like I can do you know, well in winter and, and running and, and alpinism probably because the experience of a lot of year running mm -hmm. I can be less focused on things but then it's complementary to like if you see uh, like skiing and running for sure like in a way like if you see Mon Matisse she was like uh, four in the world championship in ski mountaineering in the vertical and she was winning the European championship in mountain running so they are two sports that they are complementary mm -hmm. and then like uh, I think alpinism it gives things like for example you are doing stuff that mentally it, it demands a lot so then you can come to a to a race that it can be tough but it's never that tough. Yeah, you're not, your moment, your life's not in the balance. Yeah, yeah. Your, your life is not in the balance. Or like, you feel easy in a way, mentally, so it, it, it can help on that. And uh, another way, it, it helps uh, running for alpinism or like uh, for skiing. So it's, it's, I think it's complimentary in a way yeah. too. I mean, in terms of alpinists, like I remember Uli Steck regularly trail ran. I mean, yeah, they, they, he, he, he started like the last uh, four or five years, he started to run a lot and... Yeah. and do races like uh, he did OCC and Eiger Trail so and yeah. he was signed up for CCC I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, now this weekend is there anything you're most looking forward to or I hope the weather it keeps good like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's always hard when it's bad weather but uh, no looking for have a nice race it's, it's a big competition this year too like with Jason you say I think he has been focusing and preparing mm -hmm. well Iker he's back like he he the last two years he has been injured and a lot of problems but this year he's feeling good uh, today he, uh, he was so strong going up to engineers yeah. like it was hard to keep <laughs> on him and and uh, and he had done really good things in spain the last weeks mm -hmm. so he will be in shape and like uh mike too it's it's a race that it fits to him mm. and and many others i think so it will be i think competitive i mean there's a fast. you have to if there's good conditions, I mean, the conditions change everything. There could be four guys under 25 hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, we are four or five guys that we, yeah, if we can go under uh, 20, yeah, 24 hours. But, uh, yeah, then it depends conditions, and it's always yeah. hard in, in these long races to have perfect conditions. Yeah. What do you think the maybe the fastest you could go here would be? I mean, if, you had a, but, if it was a good day. And yeah, but that's... It never happens. Like yeah. it's uh, 
like it should be like a day with like perfect temperature not too hot not too cold or yeah then not storms then like a a, a, a strong field so uh, people start strong and keep going for so it will mm. always like be something like uh, it will always be a storm or too warm or like uh, uh, I don't know so these like theoretically things it, yeah it never works like but maybe this. do you think you can go faster than you did uh, with your course record yeah sure that Are year you? I remember it was uh, a lot of storms <laughs> I think I stopped like uh, adding all the aid station stops uh, more than one hour yeah so yeah of course <laughs> like, you can uh, take jets and not burritos and probably you will go faster or, I remember you would but, like, uh, it looked like you were sprinting from aid station to aid station and then you would stop for 10 or 15 minutes yeah and... yeah because it was raining so hard and so you want to get in the aid station drink uh, like a hot um, hot soup and eat a bit and then just like okay it's still raining so need to go but yeah yeah it's not that yeah um obviously the men's field is strong but the women's field yeah is incredibly that's, strong. that's incredible yeah like uh, with carolina uh, um natalie uh frosty and uh, no yeah and, and and the americans no it will be it will be an amazing race to follow i think it will be yeah it will be fast yeah yeah um well, best of luck to you out there this weekend. No, thank you very and enjoy. much. Yeah. yeah, see you around. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. So a bonus question for you, Killian. Um, a few weeks ago, you climbed Everest twice. Uh, how was that? Uh, it was cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's nice. I think it was, it was interesting on the way, like, we wanted to do, like... Uh, completely yeah like uh, finding some compromise so no communication and no no oxygen of course or or or, or sherpas or things so it was really good to to know that it was possible with uh, yeah to do a climatization home and to to train home and to be there for a short time so making like pretty cheap the expedition and mm -hmm. making yeah yeah, so that was really cool, and it was, yeah, it was good. How did you decide to, you know, the first time you had some stomach problems, and you, mm -hmm. you made it, but you was not as fast as maybe you wanted. How did you decide to go a second time? Because there's risk. Yeah. There's, no, but it was actually the first time I climbed up, and I was feeling sick. So it was challenging, like, to, you know, to take off the, <laughs> the down suite, to go to the toilet, and vomit, and that. But... Then I realized on a way like, okay, if you are in good shape and prepared, like well acclimatized, it's not that you need to wait for perfect conditions mm -hmm. and perfect things to be up there. Like, so it's possible, like it's not the gastro that will kill me. Mm -hmm. So why not to continue? And then going down, I was thinking, uh, yeah, I knew that it was good weather window in one week. So I was thinking, okay, if I recover well, maybe it's possible so the second time it was more to try yeah welcome to america yeah <laughs> uh, so the second time it was more like to try yeah okay it's possible to record fast like to do as as you are here like today you climb uh, i don't know mont herbert and the day after you can go to climb uh, Massive, yeah. and the week after you can run harrop so to try to put that on himalayas that was a bit the goal so yeah yeah it's now interesting. you in going there one of your goals was to you know set a really fast time um from the low elevation to mm -hmm. the summit um you really didn't do that maybe to your potential do you want to go back and do that um or are you done with everest 
Uh, or <laughs> like, uh, of course, it's, it's as we said before, like with the potential of races, it's perfect conditions. Yeah. So actually there, I, I, the most proud day I am, it was the 15th May that I was doing a training like from the advanced base camp, it's 6-4 to 8-4 and I was climbing these 2,000 meters in six hours so that was really like perfect conditions and like uh, performance in the better so of course then you can see okay then it's possible I think it's possible to climb Everest like in I don't know like 10 to 12 hours from 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 ABC but uh, then like if for that you need to to have like porters on the, or like yeah. a, a tents on the way like to have some food or to have some water if you need to have like some communication like to have a, a radio with you or if you need to have like fixed ropes or if you need to use whatever like i don't want to do that yeah. like uh, i wanted to climb Everest on that way that was more important than the time and like uh, I don't want to go back to try to go faster, okay. but uh, it's many things possible to do in Everest, <laughs> and it's many ideas. Like, so yeah, maybe I go back to Everest. Maybe you're not time, done, but, but not not to go fast. But yeah. yeah, it's other things to do probably. Yeah, um, what I'm most interested about Everest is you. Did you learn any lessons either in acclimatizing or in doing that that are maybe applicable to trail running or to? Yeah, for acclimatizing, I think sure. Like, uh, I think the profile of uh acclimatization we did there it was perfect uh it's it's yeah it's a bit hard to explain but uh i i will publish soon probably but it's like mostly like the pre-acclimatization home how to do and then one time you are in altitude how to do like activity and rest and activity mm -hmm. uh so that was really interesting and in another way like the actually it was really long days like more like more than 30 hours uh, days yeah. each push and i because the weight you don't want to carry much like i was drinking only one liter of water every push and the food so it was interesting how the body adapts to this and i think it's interesting maybe on running but yeah it's it's pretty extreme like on when you run in mountains here you always will have water or like a river or something but yeah it was interesting on these like physiological things how how far you can you can go. And you found you could act, not acclimatize, but adjust in terms of your needs of water and, and food? Yeah, or, or water, food, and like uh, sleeping, and like, of course, it's really high, so not much oxygen, so you are a bit like uh, out of control in a way. So it's it's how to, yeah, to know how far you can go on that. Are you, are you excited to maybe push those limits um, in the future? Like, uh, mm. physiologically, I think it was pretty, pretty there, like... Yeah. Uh, like pushing more it's possible but the risk is very high then i think yeah or at least like uh, with the with the yeah being alone it's the yeah you don't want to go further i think uh but then like technically it's possible to do much more interesting things or or like the experience of that it it gives me a lot of ideas of things to do like that. yeah and how did i mean as outdoor athletes whether we're skiing or alpinism or even trail running hmm. there's danger hmm. um how do how do you manage that risk yeah it's it's a lot of training for that first like the last uh, years i has been doing a lot of long days like uh 10 to 20 or 30 or 40 hours days uh alone and like uh, accepting some risks that uh, I didn't want to accept before maybe or like do, going close to my 
technical limits mm -hmm. uh, in a place where I was alone and with no communication. So like going home and like going to to climb a summit and like being exposed to to some breeze. So finally, to do these activities to get confident mm -hmm. on these situations and then being in Everest, uh, it was okay. I'm at 8,000 something. It's getting the night and feeling don't feel stressed because like it's not the night that we will kill you yeah. and feeling only okay this thing i don't have edema i i don't have uh, problems with frostbite so uh, it's not that that will kill me so i can continue i'm feeling confident yeah. i'm feeling well on that so so was it pushing there, yeah. was it pushing the the limits uh, in particular areas beforehand so that you had yeah. the confidence on that yeah on and to feel yeah it's mostly to feel confident and to feel comfortable on situations that normally you are not so it's yeah no i guess the the, the i would what what is the time when you say no this is too much risk whether it's in running or skiing or alpinism yeah How do you, it's it's always hard because probably sometimes and, and it, it depends of of many things like of course like we have a physiological limit and mm -hmm. a technical limit and experience so if you are adapting too much then you need to turn around and that's the 50 percent of the times but, but in terms uh, of like technical exposure and yeah and then then it arrives a moment that it's it's the risk you want to accept and mm -hmm. sometimes you accept some risks and uh you come back home and some hours after or the day after you say i was stupid i was i could die the, that day mm -hmm. like i could fall or it was too much avalanche risk or you get in an avalanche or sometimes you have accidents and you can escape but sometimes you you push too hard and at that moment you accept that risk and other times you don't want to accept and oh when does God. that happen like no it's, do you, does that happen for you because it from yeah the, no it happens like, like seeing videos of you and seeing it externally it's like i know it I, happens I, like uh, i i say like the 50 percent of the times going training i turn around because i don't feel it or yeah and for example like last year when we were in everest uh I accepted a lot of risks, much more than I was accepting this year. Mm -hmm. We had problems with uh, avalanches. We had, yeah, I was climbing some things that, yeah, that this year I wouldn't accept. And I think, yeah, I don't know, like it's it's emotionally how you are at that moment. Mm. Uh, I don't know, also like uh, uh, the death of Willis uh, affected, of course. And he was and a, such a, I used to always him as an example of, the cautious person because he had turned around near the summit of Everest before yeah but it's it's what it's like accidents happen too huh? like uh, then yeah yeah you never know what like you can die uh, doing a hard thing but you can die also like uh, you could be going here you could be eager and, and you're really hit your head yeah no that's that, that's <laughs> the thing so so like accidents happens but then also like the risk that you personally want to take it depends on yeah, every day I think. And how? So why do you think it? You've become a little more conservative, or take maybe fewer risks this past year than yeah, before. Yeah, or yeah, I would say I, I I'm not sure because just before the like two days before going to 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 Everest, the last long train I did in Norway, I did a thing that it was really good and it was really interesting for like being confident, but I took too many risks that day. Mm. So like I think it depends really. Yeah, it's it's the day how you feel it. And okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you. <laughs>